0: And we're on, welcome back to another episode of Rejects Book Club, yay! Where Constance, AKA me, reads you a chapter a day. Um, This one's really special, it's by my uncle Simon Otto, and we're gonna be reading Walk in Peace, my friend Jason, who uh, drums for the 1865 band, among many others, and then my sister Kendra, help me read this book. Um, We're Native American. We're part of the Ottawa and Chippewa Iroquois bloodline, and I'm part of the Little River Ottawa Band of Indians in northern Michigan. So I grew up in Detroit and also like in a very traditionally Native household like we all have. So these are some stories that were spread through our family and um, have been passed on to me, and I'm going to share them with you. They're the stories of folklore in Michigan as passed through my family's household in Petoskey, Um, and then my uncle basically started to record these stories. I come from a lot of, I come from a bloodline of artists and storytellers, hence Rejects Book Club. So welcome back. This is just the intro, if you're watching this on Instagram, like I'm going to post this here, and then you got to go to the the podcast to hear the stories, because my sister reads the first one, but I wanted to welcome you back, and... Let's do it. Yo, thanks for everyone that's joined me. I hope it's been very calming for you and healing as it has been for me to read to you. Um, I did Animal Farm and the Last Unicorn. We have Walk in Peace. I got the short story by Leola B. I got just words coming straight at you. I love you so much. Thanks for joining me. Peace. What up, Dodie Tran? I miss you. All right, let's do it. Preface. These legends and stories have come from my own memories. They were originally told by Indian elders, my grandfather, father, mother, medicine men, a medicine woman, and various other with whom I came in contact in my early life in later years. The closeness of the earth in the sense of being part of Mother Earth has prompted me to share my thoughts with one and all. Some of these writings may seem strange, but from the world and mind of the Indian, they are all real. They are all part of our life, heritage, and culture. Anyone who does not fully agree to the language and the material in these writings must realize that all tribes, bands, and villages have their own unique versions of Indian lore, even though these villages might have only been a few miles apart. This author respects all varying versions of the same basic legend themes and does not intend that only his stories be rigidly authentic. Legends grow from different circumstances and are told in highly personal styles. There are many varied tribal dialects in the Indian language. Moreover, the legends and story differ in detail but concur generally that the legend itself can enhance the teaching of Native American culture, is of the greater importance. Simon Otto. Editor's note. The word Anishinaabe, singular, Anishinaabek, plural, found in these writings, is an Odawa, Ottawa, Ojibwe, word meaning the first and original people. It is the word we use to identify ourselves. The name Nanabozho, which also appears in the text, is the name of a hero and prankster with magical powers from Anishinaabe legend. Chapter 1, Dog Legend Dog Legend
1: In the early days when Mother Earth was yet growing, all the animals could talk and understand one another. Each kind of animal had already selected a site where they wanted to live. Mukauji, or dog, and his mate chose a site far from the village of the Anishinabek, for they were not yet real friends, only acquaintances. Mukauji would pass the village on his daily walks. He wandered past the hillside where Nanabuzu had his favorite resting spot. Nanabuzu often greeted him and noticed that Mukauji always seemed happy and carefree. One day Nanabuzu invited him up for a cold drink of water and to rest a little. From that day on, Mukauji stopped regularly to pass the time of day. Soon, the two became fast friends. As the years passed, Mukauji's children grew up and left home. As they wander and settle with their mates, they produced different breeds of many sizes and colors. Soon, Mother Earth had quite an assortment of dogs. Then, one day, Mukauji's mate went on the long walk. Now, he was all alone. He had no one to talk to and his home was so empty. His mate was gone and his children were scattered all over Mother Earth. On his daily walk, he passed his friend's hillside home and stopped to talk with Nanabuzu. He told him of his loneliness and that he had no enjoyment in life anymore. Mukauji's happy, contented look was gone. Nanabuzu felt sorry for his old friend. How could he help him be his old self again? He asked Mukauji if he wanted to stay with him for a while. Mukauji pondered this and decided it would be better to live with someone and not be alone. Soon, they shared the same wigwam. Many days passed into years. Nanabuzu and Mukauji were inseparable and very happy. Thus, the friendship between dog and man began so long ago when Mother Earth was young.